Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. Okay, welcome back to the show. Money Grows on Trees podcast. I'm here with Gemma Elizabeth, and she is a hero. Uh, she's a mom of three, and I want to talk to her about her money turnaround story. Thanks for being on the show, Gem. How you going? Oh, thank you so much. I literally am so like excited to be on. I'm like, ah! Hey, thanks for giving up your time as a busy mum to to come and share your wisdom and inspiration to to others, other mums out there, hopefully, who listen to the podcast. So for anyone who's listening to this, um Gemma reached out to, well, I was chatting with her the other day. She's a big podcast listener to Money Grows on Trees, and she's got the book and she's implementing it and stuff like that. And uh, she was just telling me some stuff. I was like, we need to get you on the podcast. And so we're here in the Facebook group live, which is where all the podcasts now drop before they go to the podcast, by the way. So, um, and and we're just gonna, I'm just gonna ask you a few questions. And I just love for you to, to maybe start out with your story and then we'll just go through some of the amazing stuff you've been able to do. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, first of all, just want to say I'm such a big advocate for mums and single mums. Um, so hopefully today this will just help one person just, you know, know that there's there's sort of hope at the end of the tunnel, wherever they're at the minute. So um, my story started off, um, I was a young mum, uh, I had Emilio when I was 19. Um, so I've got three, three busy boys, they're all great boys and they're all doing their own thing my youngest so my oldest is 18 and my youngest is three um and my my background like my family background was always my dad went to work and he worked really hard for his money and my mum sort of stayed at home and looked after us uh mum's a bit of a powerhouse so she did work and have us but like in my sort of belief system that's how it kind of goes so I had children very very young um, and my belief system was that I kind of needed a man to be financially secure um, mm. and I did obviously put things in place at the time so I did go back to uni and do college and do stuff to fit around the boys but I never really had like a set career um, yeah. I kind of just adjusted to go with the boys and my focus was more like mums that are listening to this now you put yourself last at the end of at the end of the day you put everybody else's needs first and yours last and it's not really you know it wasn't really until i found myself as a single mom that i thought well, i can't swear on this podcast but crap like, <laughs> what the hell am i gonna do now like i've not i'm on my own like what do i do like this you know and so that's really where my journey started so obviously four years ago i started with um the multi-level marketing network so that's obviously what we do and um it literally opened my eyes up to so many different avenues and they kind of see like opportunities appear when your eyes are open. And I think like, it's really weird. So my, this year has been probably one of the most stressful years of my life, but it's also been one of the years where I've actually found that I hadn't set boundaries around people, things, or even my money. And, and that's why I was like, having issues that were coming up so this year has really been a year of setting boundaries for myself and saying like 
not really, I don't want to have these issues anymore. I want to take control of my life. And that's really where I started implementing your book and the things that I, I literally binged on your podcast one day and like and I've listened to all of them and I listen really back over them because yeah like when I was at school I wasn't great with maths either I think that's a, a, for a lot of people and um so I just wanted to ignore it and just like put my head in the ground and when you can't when you're a single mom and you've got a budget and you, you know and you've got to really look at what's going out what's coming in um and I you know I I literally looked and I was like I was in a four bedroom rented house like why am I in a four bed house like why did mm -hmm. I need a Range Rover like there's so many things that when you listen to your podcast it's like you could have bought a Lamborghini but you had the same car for 10 years I think that's what you said in one of your stories and it just it and that's coming from somebody who's got well so I think people just have it wrong they just have they're not money literate and they're not educated and yeah, so that's basically where I started reaching out to you, like, Lloyd, what do we do with this? And what do we do with this? And you're like, Jen, like, do this and do this and do this. And I'm like, oh my God. And then obviously, like I said, one of the little tips you gave me last year, um, you know, the, the, you always say like plant trees, it started to grow a little bit now. And it's like, Lloyd, it's made like 9%. And you're like, yeah, yeah. it does. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. It is. I mean, yeah, look, it, it, what I often talk about is money's not really that hard. And I think what you touched on there was really important. Most people find it painful because of the maths. They think, oh, numbers, I'm not good with numbers. And all of a sudden they start talking themselves into this whole thing that makes it difficult. Money's really simple um, because you only have to be good at arithmetic. So if you can count, you know, one plus one equals two, you're good. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and so most of the time people, they, they outspend their income. So like what you just said, then like you didn't need the Range Rover, you didn't need the four bedroom house. Like, I guess what I loved about your story was you started to, to question what it is you were, you were doing with your money, but then you started to be what you said before open, you started to be open to new things. So you open to the book and the podcast and you start, uh, you know, open to the coaching and, you started implementing some of those basics and even with that micro investing you've got where you're getting money coming back to you that's building that that will build to thousands of dollars and do you think it's been difficult i think the most difficult part is is a belief system that you have so the narrative that you have in your head is yeah. like you know something else will come in and you're like oh here we go and it's just i think what the biggest thing that i've got from you is you don't have to really be clever or successful to make money. You just have to follow the steps. I, I was like, my belief system was, well, I'm not really, I don't really excel in, you know, you know, I'm not, you'd be, there's just loads of things like your belief system. But what, what you've helped me realize is you just, I mean, if I, I wish I'd have known now what I, you know, 20 years ago, because it's like now I'm, I'm going to know what to do with, with money and where to put it and to save, you know, the money plan is amazing that you do, like have a rainy day fund and like, you know, pay off all debts and then, um, you know, plant money trees. Those are the three things that I quite, that's my money plan. Like, so I think it's just really changing that narrative that actually you can and you don't have to be, you don't already have to have money to start implementing like people go well when i'm when i'm rich I, i'm gonna do that and it's like actually if you were to get rich now you'd lose it you would actually lose it because 
you haven't got the behaviors and it's the behaviors that were letting me down and i think once you grasp that you, the negative chant just goes because it's like well actually you take inventory and you're like well actually it's my own fault that i've not been good with money in the, in the past because i haven't it's not i wouldn't say like have be empathetic with yourself i'm not like beating myself up over it it's just like i wish i'd have known this earlier like yeah you know like i wish i'd just been more intentional with my money and i think once you start getting intentional in one area you start getting intentional with everybody so like the fact that we've stuck a, a friendship and i message you and and all of that it's like it makes me have when on the days where i don't have belief in me you'll be like Jem, you've got this like you, you know and that's i think that's it and it's like when you get to the end and you start seeing savings coming in and things happening and you look life just you're really so grateful for those people that give you those seeds of hope and then you know what we should be doing as, as people is then passing those seeds on <laughs> and helping other people and just know that doesn't matter like i just think like for a lot of a lot of women and mums and a lot of single mums like you you almost think like the you almost feel like when you get up in the morning no matter how positive you are sometimes things are stacked against you you don't have that support network you don't yeah you know you might be going through things with you know it's just sometimes sorry Lord. no 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 i was just going to touch on that point because it's so because because you're raising your boys your single mum raising your boys what 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 that you touched on it before i think before we started the show uh do you would you have normally relied on your partner your ex-partner to do the money thing and you were just kind of reacting to that i think the thing is without going into too much details men men kind of if they go to work and they're the breadwinner they they already have the pension sorted and they save a lot they've probably got a safe they've got a rainy funds account and they've got all this money stuff that they kind of know because it goes with the territory of having a high paid job as yeah. a woman at home with a child i've got pension i right. mean i've started to now because but you know yeah. luckily i've still got 25 not longer than that i don't mind i've got you know long time to save up but say yeah. if i didn't get this information till i was 60 like yeah. well i've got five years i've got a lot of money to yeah. save in five years like yeah. so yeah. yeah and so now and so sort of i guess being um you know, uh, being being by yourself, it kind of forced you to learn about the money. You were thrust, it was thrust upon you to learn it, right? It was, and, and the big thing, and it's really funny because at school, like when I told my maths teacher, my mom was an accountant, and my stepdad was an accountant, she laughed me out of class. She was like, you me? I was like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, whoa, like, so my mom, um, and I think you said this the same in your book, your mom's the same as my mom, she's, because thing is you've got to think what your talents are mums are really good at being scrupulous with their income so my mum was like Jem you've got a budget and actually yeah. and I'm not joking I, Lloyd I cried when I did my budget I didn't want to know what was coming in that I didn't want to face what was coming in that it was like so emotionally painful to sit yeah. there and do this thing that I didn't want to do and it wasn't until I did that that then everything else it's like how can you know where to start if you don't even know where the hell you are you've got to yeah. you've got to be responsible with your money you've got to know what's coming yeah. out and then yeah. you can start building yeah um, you got to take inventory you got to take inventory uh you know and i think per, the first step is awareness saying well i i don't have my money together i don't have it in order so the first thing and i think it's the most unsexy thing ever especially when you explain it like that to sit down and cry like 
to sit down and actually go through your bank statements and go, actually, I've got a problem here with my ability to be disciplined, ability to manage my dopamine levels, my retail therapy. I've got problems with, I've, I'm a people pleaser. It, it, it makes you go inside and go, hang on a second. My money's a reflection of some of the behaviors that are ineffective that I, I can't control. And I think that's why people don't want to sit down and go and face facts because it's really a self, it's a self-diagnosis, you know, of behaviors. Um, honestly, it's such a bit. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's so weird because you don't, you don't think that, but it's almost like, I know this is a bit like woo-woo, but the universe isn't going to give you more of something that you don't already appreciate. So if you're not yeah. appreciating what you get and you and you by you not knowing what's coming in and going out, you're not appreciating it. It's like if yeah. if I ha had a husband and I never said hello goodbye to him every time he came in the door, he'd probably finish with me. It's not gonna stay with me. <laughs> like it's like money, isn't it? Like you've That's gotta yeah. you've gotta really be grateful for everything that you get in and everything that goes out as well. And it's like for me, I know that I'm at the beginning of the journey because although I'm mature in age, I'm very immature with this, you know, not immature, it's not the right word, but at the beginning of my journey. And I'm so mm. great. It sounds weird, but I'm just so grateful. And I started um, my oldest son, um, so probably two or three years ago, listening to Gary V. So I was mm. just an entrepreneur and he just buys things from car boots and sells them more and blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and then sent him some of your bits and all the rest of it. And he he teaches me about stuff now. He's like, oh, yeah, mum, I've already got this FDX, yeah. well, I can't remember this account and blah, blah. Like, I'm telling him stuff from you. And he's like, I'm already doing that. And I'm like. Wow, amazing. Like, yeah. And so, so I think it's having an effect you, on them as well. So, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Have you been able to, have you noticed a difference in them? Or do you talk about it more? Is it effective for them? Can you teach them things? Obviously, they teach you things. <laughs> yeah, honestly. So when, when. And if you become a parent, which I'm sure you will, um, it, that's your biggest thing. You, you think you've learned a lot about life until you get kids and, and also relearning. So if you have more than one, realising that one style doesn't fit all of them. So basically, um, Emilio is obviously 18. So he just is just really clever at doing all this different bits bobs. And um, Luca is the middle child. So he is a lot like me. So he he's in England. They're really quite honing on like, GCSEs which is obviously when you leave secondary school and yep. the problem is and this is one of the things that I always try and tell Luca is like obviously your GCSEs do matter because you spent all of your childhood get building up to this one thing however I feel like in school what one way has to fit and if you don't so like Luca's he is academic and he's bright but he's very creative and I feel like school for him has made him sort of squash that creativeness and focus yeah. more on academics and I, I keep saying to him like i know this isn't a statistic but it is actually a known fact that most i i don't know i don't know the actual statistic but people that i know that i follow on on insta or anybody that's inspirational probably hasn't got loads of secondary school it's actually because they've finded their niche they found their niche and they've realized that actually i can make money from being at home i can make money yeah. from you know and then they start the entrepreneurial flair so it's like you always said that like, you go and get a degree so i thought i need to go and get a degree so i got a degree no. counseling psychology i've not even got a job that that i uh, use so, I think, so yeah. it's just ridiculous it's like <laughs> you, why do you feel you've got to go to uni and it did help yeah. me a little bit but yeah i was talking to a young lady today who's 18 who's just starting like to look into doing a side hustle 
for the mum. And we talked about this briefly, but, you know, I think the, the thing that's changing, obviously, is the way that education is received. So with kids, they can access things that they don't need a degree to access to make a lot of wealth. And so that's the new that's the new uh, money journey for them. Before the internet and social media and all these great things like, you know, e-commerce, you had to go to university to then qualify to even get a job interview. But now it's all changing. So uh, it's a different field. And I mean, uh, it, whatever it is they choose, though, irrespective of what business they get into to make money or, you know, if they can find their niche and and, and so on, they've got to still learn money principles. Uh, and and, and I, that's still hard to find anything that can do that for you. You have to really get mentored through it. And you have to get that. That's still an unknown thing. Uh, you know, there's a couple of educators around, but I've found that there's not a great deal, incidentally, uh, of sensible ones. You know, you get Dave Ramsey and a few others, but that's it, really. So I think we've got a big job ahead of ourselves. So let me ask you this. We were talking the other day about a couple of things you've been able to do recently, like your mindset shift has been, I loved how you talked about, well, like, do I need a Range Rover? No. Do I need a four-bedroom? No. But just the other day, you said, you know, I wasn't going to go to do this job, but I just, I thought I would go and do it because I can make an extra hundred bucks or a hundred pounds or whatever it was. Can you talk me through that? That was really so, good. It's re when you start taking inventory and you start saying, actually, you know, it's Christmas coming up. I need to find a bit more money. You start then thinking, well, what can I do? And actually you'll find that there are opportunities out there, but you've been in your own way. Oh, I can't do that. You know? Mm. And actually I was like, I could do all these things and it's in your book. You're like, try this, try this, try this. So there was an, an opportunity to, to come up. And normally I'd be like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. Like, I'd never do that. And I was like, no, I'm going to bloody go and be responsible and have an extra £100 for Christmas and get out of my comfort zone. I had to go and, like, set this stall up and, like, stand there all day. It was just, it was like, you know what, this will help me. with, Like, what people, I think, don't realise as well is that if you always stay in your comfort zone, you're never going to grow. You're never going to make money. Your life's not going to change. It's not. I know it sounds harsh, but... It's really not. Everything you want is on the other side of being a bit uncomfortable. So those skills that I learned, dropping myself in situations where, oh God, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not comfortable at all, will set yeah. you in good stead for you when you do other things in the future. And so, yeah, I've just been really, and actually all my life I've been told I'm a master of a trade. What's that word, Lloyd? Um, Trading of everything, a master trades, of none. Master yeah. Of none. Yeah. yeah, and actually what I've come to realise is that also really like hit me and stayed with me for years and it's like actually I'm not I'm really good at like changing my life and adapting and mm. I don't care what people think either like at the end of the day so long as you know the people around me and the people you know the team that I have and everything like that are happy I don't care if somebody's opinion of me is you know whatever it's just like that's that stuff that's not yours you just yeah I, I love this there's a lady that i follow and she said like baby girl go get yours like go get yours as in like <laughs> don't think about anybody else no not no offense yeah. but no man no you know parent no friend whatever girl baby girl go get yours like just go and yeah. get your, go and get your money and 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 it, that can sound quite harsh but i think a lot of times it's women and i did it i put my life on hold um not for the babies but like you don't really think about you when you you're bringing up children yeah, yeah you yeah. are thinking and then it's not till later on that you think why have i kind of put a man um first or anybody first not, not your children obviously but you have to start thinking about yourself because 
the reality is nobody is going to come and save you unless you do the work, unless you do the money work. And as horrible and as hard as it's been for me, also now, like, I'm feeling liberated. I'm feeling, like, freckles of hope. Like, yeah, like, all these things are coming together. Even being on yeah. this podcast, it's like, Lord, how would you want me on your podcast? Because there's probably a single <laughs> mum out there that's my age that's thinking yeah. where I was two years ago, four years ago, yeah. thinking, oh, God, this yeah. is it for the rest of my life. And it's like, yeah. it's not. No, and that's why I really wanted to bring you on because there are that many and there will continue to be that many and they need to, I can't tell them, how am I supposed to say that? How can I relate? So the whole idea of, of bringing you on is to inspire them to, to sit down and cry themselves through their bank statement once and then once they do that, <laughs> you know, they can be liberated, right? Whatever it's it might so be. True, and putting, honestly, and putting the money together. So let me ask you this then, like um, I wanted to, I, I just want to ask you one more thing before I ask you this final question. But to, you, you did start a side hustle too, right? Like you've started a network marketing side hustle and you've earned income from that as well, right? Yeah, so how long have you been doing that for? So it's been three years in March. But honestly, like, I know, like, there's been a stigma around network marketing, but it has, it came into my life. It was the only say, like, the master appears when the student's ready. It was for yes. me. I was ready. Yeah. I was looking. I was praying for something. And I've been paid every every week since i've started i grasped it because yeah. i went to a big convention and that extra money for me has has really helped me especially in the pandemic like especially in covid yeah. like anybody yeah. that sat there thinking and it's so easy to start and if you if you find people that you love it doesn't even feel like work it just feels like energy like all these yeah. people are so positive so yeah, yeah. so you would marketing. yeah yeah, it's, it's, um, I think it's arguably the greatest, simplest, I would say the simplest plug and play side hustle you can do. Because I was talking to someone today about it and they said, Lloyd, what, what other side hustles would you recommend? I was like, for someone who has no experience, none besides that, right? So, and that's a whole different topic. But I just wanted to bring that up because I know you've had success in it for the last few years. And I think it's important to touch on because when you sit down, and you take inventory and you look at your bank statements, there is so much money you can come in from your job. There's expenses you can cut. And at that point, when people start investing, they say to me all the time, oh, it's going to go so slow. What are we doing? I'm like, you've got to make extra money. You've got to go out there, like you said, and get out of your comfort zone and, and say yes to more things. And that's part of the whole process because you can only grow your income to the extent you grow yourself. So it's great you've done that. And I think that would have taught you a lot of stuff too about moving outside your comfort zone, I, I dare mm -hmm. say. So um, so let me ask you this then. what What is your number one piece of advice uh, for anyone out there listening right now. My, my number one piece of advice would be follow a formula. Get a money plan, get a formula, and stop, like, rubbing in headlights. This is too much. I don't know where to start. Get a money plan. So top three things, have a, a, a safety money plan just in case the boiler breaks or something happens, the dog hurts himself, whatever. Pay off all your debts. Pay off all of your debts because you will not believe how much APR the banks charge unless it's zero percent. And start planting money trees. They're my three big things. Um, and yeah, just listen to Lloyd's podcast. Do a lot of research around money and find other like for me like inspiring entrepreneurial women that have are where you are. So like I find single mums that you know J.K. Rowling's a great one, but you know find something that resonates to you um and you know 
definitely definitely would recommend your book but it's, it's so easy to read and um you know even you just your money archetypes are great it's just great so yeah that that would be my biggest reader amazing i love it get your plan together get your money plan together just like what Gemma did so Gem, love it. Thanks so much. You've been very inspirational. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show and uh, look forward to doing another episode with you, uh, you know, when you hit your first million or maybe before Woo-hoo. that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, so thanks so much. For I appreciate me. it. Thanks, hey, listen, guys. before we go, wait, 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 wait. How do we find, okay. how, does people, how do people follow you and find you? Where so my Instagram is Gemma.Elizabeth. It's Gemma with a J, eight for infinity on Instagram. Awesome. Great. There you go. Go follow Gem. Give her a mm-hmm. give her a follow, give her some love on her posts and uh thanks, and thanks again. And of course, if you've enjoyed this podcast, you love this episode, leave us a written review if you can and a five-star one, hopefully, and also share this back to your stories. I'll give you a shout out. Give you some more followers and thanks so much for listening into the podcast Money Grows on Trees. We're growing, we're big, we're getting bigger and bigger on Spotify. It's getting big, 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 big. big. Okay. Got some amazing new guests coming on the show too, which is awesome. And of course, if you're not in our first access Facebook group, Money Grows on Trees, feel free to jump in there. And uh, I'll see you guys on the next episode of Money Grows on Trees. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss.